Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode with Dario Shiposh. In the last episode, we discussed how to increase our credibility through digital retail marketing. In today's episode, Dario and I will be discussing six principles from his book, Digital Retail Marketing. So in your book, you start off talking about the future of advertising and how ads are suffocating the internet. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, uh, when you wake up in the morning, this is how I start lectures with most of entrepreneurs. You have to understand my uh, clientele in Europe. It's like uh, old school entrepreneurs that I started retail 20 years ago, 30 years ago. They are very skilled at it. Most of them started at, you know, level of having a washing machine sold from some small corner, which then expand and then they have huge warehouses and everything functions. So the people of this type, they believe in complexity. You know, they think that everything is complex because they transfer their experience from building a warehouse. You know, uh, they transfer their view of how building a retail functions to digital marketing. They think that the same level of effort will be needed to handle digital marketing as building a warehouse that they will need 10 years and that the budgets will be, you know, huge. So when I come to meetings, I always start uh, telling them how many of you woke up today wanting to see an advertisement on internet? Who opens the mobile phone or PC yeah. to want to see an advertisement? And they all get like for a second shot and they, they got surprised. And then they grasp the concept, you know? So I asked them, so why are your people uh, paying ads? Why are you every day coming to, uh, to your job and having meetings with your marketing department and you continue to pay ads? And they tell me it's a habit. They don't know how to do it uh, other way. So I actually wrote this book uh, based on my instructions. You know, I had like a bunch of instructions on paper, like brochures, which I was giving to people. Then one day I realized uh, one colleague told me, uh, you should write a book. There is enough book material. And I needed like two years uh, to comprehend that I could actually just like use it to create a book. And when I wrote a book, I started giving this book to, to entrepreneurs, retailers, telling them, uh, look, don't pay ads. It's not working for you well. First, you have to have organic positioning. You have to work on that because it uh, affects uh, the uh, price of ads then also uh, no one can tell your story better than you. So this is the first chapter, you know, how I start. This is my hook to them. It works extremely well. I never had a person uh, that did not understand. And you can see like a light bulb, a light bulb above their head getting surprised. And after, you know, I hold, usually hold two day session, they, Urgently, even, you know, when we have breaks, they start calling their marketing department and like asking questions. That's great. So, so there was the good old days where they would buy a bunch of advertising and tell the world how awesome they were. And, and then there was this new, uh, new approach where you recommended they didn't buy ads and you recommended they take a more organic approach. So focusing on search engine optimization. What other things did you recommend for them in this new marketing strategy? Uh, 
they, for example, a huge exp expenses in companies are usually uh, corporations like with news magazines. You know, they are using news magazines for a PR. When they were there, when they publish some news, they even have that like sponsored article, which doesn't look well. You know, the, uh, people know it's paid. So I am teaching them like really guerrilla methods, like how to use PR services, like PR underground which will distribute your, uh, you know, uh, uh, press release to 500 sources in USA. And then they tell me, but we are in Europe. Why would we want to like be distributed in USA? And I teach them that like uh, based on uh, a book of Ryan Holiday, where he explains that you need to start from higher authority. So what we did, for example, for one campaign in, uh, uh, in Central Europe is that we couldn't get our company, company that I was representing, we couldn't get it in local news, even though the company was like doing a lot. You know, occasionally when we would donate a lot of money, we would end up in local news. So what we did is we wrote article uh, in uh, some uh, blogs, which of course didn't have blog in the name, you know, it was like news sites. We wrote the article how company is doing well. It was placed in USA. Then we distributed it using um, a, a PR underground service uh, to 500 news outlets. Few news outlets picked it up. Then what happened is I contacted local newspaper and said, look, the company which you are ignoring in Europe is in news in USA. And instantly they got interested and started writing. Complete campaign, everything what we did was $55, uh, if I recalculate. Uh, and now these local news are really monitoring what the company is doing, even writing like, what are you doing? Is there something new, you know, and they publish us for free. So we have arrived from higher authority from abroad, transferred the news to smaller blocks. So now the blocks are transferring us. This is one of the methods which I'm using them. And it's needed a lot of like uh, convincing because uh, entrepreneurs in uh, Europe are quite used paying 20,000 uh, euros, which is $25,000 for their interview to show up in daily newspapers. That's like normal. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but it's hook. You know, I teach them also in book, I explain the hook model, how you hook uh, people. And I tell them people, you know, we, uh, I to I'm showing you hook model. How, how do you hook, mod uh, hook people in, um, you know, in the social media? But who is hooked by the interviews you are paying in daily newspapers? The CEO of the company, you are hooked because you see your na name on the uh, this uh, news, you know, and you are hooked to it. So you think, oh, I need to pay 20K euros or something to see my name more. You are not hooking customers. So stop doing yeah. that, you know. That's right. Okay. So again, this is another credibility marketing strategy. This seems to be a theme in this interview. So, so you were able to go to a more credible site and you were able to get your, your uh, articles, um, your story told on more credible sites, and then you use that as leverage to get onto the sites that you really wanted to be published on. Exactly. It's all about, that's proven through my, my personal experience and career from that first story, which I had about how I placed first product in stores. It's all about placing seed of credibility around you, millions of small seeds credibility around you in any possible way. And then one day it all comes together. It's not even needed to have like a strategy. 
it's like placing references. You know, it's modern day reviews, what people are doing. Just the reviews in this way are created and controlled by you. And it gives you credibility. I mean, you are doing nothing bad. Everyone is like, uh, how do you say? What I wanted to say is like, it's ethical. You know, people, when I explain them how digital marketing is done, the hook model, um, uh, the, the, most of the people you will, in Europe ask me, is that ethical? And they are convinced that somehow social media is evil. All right, chapter one of your book talks about retail marketing in a digital age. You want to comment on that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, I would say that when I went to research a uh, subject for my book, you know, I got like idea digital retail marketing book and I was like shocked when I uh, researched uh, books written on that subject. I couldn't find any books. I still cannot find the books. When you check the statistics, you know, like so many people in the world then depends on retail or work retail and there is no book and there is absolutely no book about content marketing. There are many book about, books about e-commerce, but something defined about content marketing. Why content marketing? Because it's free. Anyone can do it. It's either completely free or very low cost. I mean, low cost because you need to hire someone to do it or you can outsource it. So in this uh, first chapter, I speak why is it important, why to do it. And the main premise is that anyone can do it. You know, from the small stores to big stores to marketers, entrepreneurs, whoever wants to do it. So you talk about in that chapter, a brief history of retail stores and, and the new opportunities of retail business. Do you want to comment on that just a little bit? Yeah. So uh, retail, you know, as you, as you know, basically started retail as we have now in Europe, uh, in USA, you are more advanced. So it's like transfer to us. Sometimes, you know, when I'm checking technologies and systems, which we use, I have like feeling we are 10 years behind and what already happened in USA will happen soon uh, in Europe. So history of uh, re retail, how do you say, when internet showed up, there are many uh, opportunities. With internet showing up, uh, many opportunities showed up, ri rising up. So uh, I think that we didn't, you know, most of the retailers didn't understand the internet how they can utilize it while other companies are using it outside of the area like insurance companies or even retailers didn't understand. This is because of this approach, which I uh, mentioned to you that they think it's 10 years process that you need to have project management and teams which will work on that. And in hard work in 10 years, you will have social media. I have people literally telling me that uh, 30 days is not enough to open Instagram channel. And these are serious people who own three, uh, 200 stores. I was on one meeting and I couldn't comprehend. So I went on screen and I started opening Instagram. It's not that they don't know. It's not that they are not skilled. They just, uh, history is working against them. Because when you check the history of retail, you see that major progress is done every 30 years. And the people think it's a long game. And the internet is, is bringing very fast game into this. So. The, the point of the chapter is like to bring them in and then in chapter two, move to actual reality online. What's the reality? Yeah, I love it. Um, it and, and that speed, you know, things transformed or evolved every 30 years in the past, but it feels like things are evolving every, you know, five years or so now, you know, it seems like the, the speed at which things are transforming is rapidly accelerating. 
All right, um, let's talk about internet traffic and algorithms, your third chapter of the book. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I uh, how to say, most of the people who do not work in internet marketing, even some which do work, do not understand the relationship of uh, prices of the ads and organic positioning. They do not understand that if they have better organic positioning, that the ads will be paid less. And uh, every day, almost, I have a meeting with someone and I'm explaining them, people, you cannot just like pay ads. It will, you know, if you are serious about your company, you have to create social media, if not, if for, for nothing else, just to establish your brand credibility when people are checking your website, because the website is basis of everything, they will go check your social media, just that they see that you exist, that you are a real company. So I'm trying to, to explain them that actually the internet algorithms are em emulation of real life. If you are uh, relevant in real life, if you are a famous brand in your area, if your stores are uh, well known, then the people will recommend you to other people. And social media algorithms work, work in a similar way. They're mimicking the real life, transferring uh, collecting all the positive reviews about you or negative, and then lifting you on the organic search, which then results in dropping your ads. And uh, in practice, I had tremendous success with this. Uh, companies uh, which didn't use social media, uh, I cooperate with some Google experts and Google says, from the time you start doing um, uh, digital marketing in a serious way, social media marketing, your results of organic positioning will increase in 14 to 16 months. Actually, what happens is that they increase in uh, uh, three to six months. So, you know, alexa.com tool will show you huge increase of ranking in three months. And that then motivates the people and uh, the prices of ads drop. So the costs of sales suddenly become uh, uh, more profitable. Um, I will tell you experience that a cost of sale without social media marketing in Europe is 5.6% and with social media marketing, even after six months is 2%, which makes then transactions on online sales profitable. Uh, the next chapter of your book talks about the structure of content creation. What are your, what are your, what's your advice on that? So, uh, most of the, uh, how it functions in retail, this is standard error, which I've seen is that um, in retail, uh, because it's a simple business, you know, you have some goods, you are selling it, you can teach anyone to do anything, right? You can teach a warehouse person to handle invoices and vice versa. So the most of the people working in retail, they think it's same with social media. So very often I get assigned when I come to company and I try to uh, uh, be a consultant, I get assigned a person uh, and they tell me, this will be your person that you will educate in digital marketing. And uh, I will tell you, I had a meeting, for example, in Netherlands, there was 25 year old girl assigned to me, very nice person, finished nice university. Uh, she will be my digital marketing uh, uh, officer. Uh, which I need to train in everything. And she tells me first sentence, I hate Facebook. I hate social media. I do not own any social media. I think it's evil. Like, and I'm staring at her and what to do now. And so the, what I wanted to uh, say as example is that most of retailers uh, think that they can assign anyone to social media or digital marketing. Still, you need to assign a person that loves to do it. 
And I had a great success in one company, huge company, by convincing them to give a person, a low-level, you know, nothing special person, uh, one kind guy uh, to handle TikTok. And he's making such success. He reaches 600,000 uh, viewers per video uh, for his retail store. And uh, the management doesn't even know how, what, what's happening. You know, they're looking at these silly videos, uh, you know, because TikTok is not, uh, you know, it's a collection of silly videos. And they do not understand why 600,000 uh, population of 3.9 million of Croatians are looking at these videos. So Croatia has 3.9 million and 600,000 people views the video of some person, low marketing content manager, which was assigned to do TikTok. And he was assigned because he was proactive. So I said, like, let's give to this guy this. And there was a lot of resistance, you know. So I'm trying to uh, explain how to structure content creation. Uh, basically, I'm trying to explain that it's all about simplifying, that you just need to find someone in company who loves to do it. And usually the person who will be good at it, you would never expect it. For example, in one customer um, in Czech Republic, the best person for handling LinkedIn uh, channel was one of the warehouse people warehouse workers. And I noticed that one of the warehouse workers, when he was adding me as his connection, is handling LinkedIn ex ex exceptionally well. He was commenting, communicating with people. So I convinced the management to move that person to give him LinkedIn. And he was very successful. Unfortunately, he didn't get so much support. So he quitted at the current job and got a, a job as LinkedIn manager. So he's successful as LinkedIn manager. So the point of the chapter is that you can find people inside of your company. Um, do not hire agencies because the agencies are only good as uh, your knowledge is. The agencies never over deliver above the knowledge of the CEO of the company. All right, let's talk about story branding. What is story branding and what success have you seen through story branding? So... I would suggest to everyone listening, and I don't know if you read the book Story Brand by David Miller. It's an excellent book. Uh, I think it's one of the top sellers on Amazon. And uh, he speaks there about social media and uh, story branding. And I used his experiences uh, plus mine to, to put it in a chapter about story branding. And I will tell you an example. I, for example, come to a company and I tell them, okay, people, uh, we need to make a website. Uh, when I say we need to make a website, don't think this company doesn't have nothing. I was on a meeting with a company that had 2.3 billion euro turnover and they had no website. And they had very old website, like 1998 design, you know, in 2020. And I told them, we need to make a new website. And the owner, owner tells me in front of the complete management, why would we need a website when we have 2.3 billion euro turnovers few years in a row and we are still alive? And you are convincing us that we need to get it. So once when I convince them that they need to get a website, they tell me, but what will we write about this website? They say, we are very boring story. We don't have any story for you to say, you know, about us. Because we started, you know, selling washing machines. Then we were selling more washing machines. And in the, and in the end, we are sell selling 200 per day. So that's story about us, you know, plus the owners want to be private, they are really scared, you know, going in public, like having LinkedIn profile. So you have to educate uh, 
very rich people that they need LinkedIn. They cannot comprehend like why he's already wealthy. He doesn't need it. And what benefits will it be? Plus, you know, these real entrepreneurs, they can be really modest and they're really not bragging. You know, they're like traveling with trains. They're not driving flashy cars. Um, so you're like trying to tell them that story branding is about telling their company story in a nice way. Uh, so they have a legacy behind them, you know, so they leave a legacy. Plus, it will serve a purpose uh, on a website. It will provide an anchor so people can educate themselves. And then, you know, it's a base where you publish all your news, all your PR articles, which you can then expand uh, to social media. And I will tell you that um, I wrote story, uh, story, stories, you know, of companies. Every company if exists 30 years. They have extremely interesting story just they are not aware of it when they are living interesting story they think it's boring yeah that's right all right let's talk about uh, developing content ideas how do we inspire our content teams to have great content ideas so uh part of that inspiring uh, content teams to have content ideas is uh to uh to find people that like social media you know and uh there are people always who in start uh, like it and some don't like it, you know, because getting inspired for content ideas is researching online. Big part of uh, content ideas is that uh, in retail, people think that they need to publish news about refrigerator, you know? And often I hear we published uh, news about refrigerator and we got 15 likes and we don't get any followers. You know, it's a picture of refrigerator with some specifications. And I tell them people, if anyone, I actually told this to one client yesterday, if someone, any person comes to your account and he clicks follow to read specifications of refrigerator, something's wrong with that person. He needs psychiatry. You know, so uh, we need to write a story. So we are writing stories. To write stories, we need to go on the internet. We need to use tools like Write Relevance, uh, which will sort you for free all the news articles, and we need to get content inspired from other sources. We, so we don't want to write specifications of refrigerators. We want to write about, uh, you know, climate change and re refrigerators, how we are reducing climate change with it. And that works very well. It's just like providing, a, uh, how do you say, insight, because most of marketing teams, especially retailers, what they want to publish on social media is what they print in printed leaflets which is just specs and prices. So you need to like get them over it and explain them why. And that's what this chapter does. Nice. Your next chapter talks about writing as an efficient writer. And, and you talk about the importance of catching someone's attention in less than six seconds. What advice do you have how to do that? Yeah, in book, I give advice on uh, how to write uh, catchy headlines. You know, this is now, you know, a few years, two years ago when I started writing the book, this was like novelty. Now there are many websites. There are even some sites which help you write, write catchy headlines. Uh, the point is that uh, this is, again, you know, targeted to retail, but it works also for any other industry. It's to prevent people writing about their field. They need to understand that their articles need to help someone. So you cannot write article about refrigerator. You need to write article about someone who is trying to buy refrigerators, address the issues which he is having. You need to address all the you know, problems which he has. In my lectures, I usually use the uh, article 
uh, I, example, I tell them, you know, did you read uh, Harry Potter books? Uh, did the book, how does book start? Did the book start? Hi, I am JK Rowling and I always wanted to start uh, writing a book about small uh, wizard. That's not how the book starts. The JK Rowling does not explain it in such way. She explains it in a way, uh, you know, as a fairy tale. So you need to write the stories that help your customers uh, because the customers are Googling. It also works, of course, great for SEO because the customers are searching how to do, uh, how to solve their issues. And that's what your articles need to be about, solving customers' issues. Thank you so much, Dario, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, no one likes seeing ads. We should use other ways to reach our audience, such as credibility marketing or content marketing. Number two, anyone can do content marketing. Number three, we can leverage a higher authority to gain credibility. Number four, when we have good organic positioning, the prices for ads will drop. Number five, we should find the people who love social media to handle that for us. If they love it, they will do a better job. Number six, story branding can build our legacy and provide an anchor for people to educate themselves about our company. Number seven, in addition to telling our own story, we should be telling our customers stories to answer their questions and help solve their problems. To learn more about or connect with Dario, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his website at dariosheposh.com or you can find his book, Digital Retail Marketing, on Amazon.com. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Do you want to take your digital marketing to the next level? You can get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority for your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation for free on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Do you need help with your digital monetization strategy? Then visit monetizationpartners.com to schedule a free consultation. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your digital retail marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.